State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's good, everybody? It is our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival. And we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you niggas and these hoes. It's your co-host, AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? Hey, girl. Hey, y'all. It's me, official Tam Bell. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hey, girl. How you doing? What's up, child? I'm chilling. I love y'all. Girl, why the fuck do I get judged for not telling people I love them every episode? I'm confused. Because we went because live want- yesterday and people was hating on me. They want your love. <laughs> They, they got love. it. They got it. I appreciate y'all. That's what I do. I appreciate <laughs> all of our listeners. A thousand trillion percent. Okay. Don't ever be mistaken. Right. All right. And Tim I, Dan, Tim appreci- Dan don't love me. I mean, AJ don't love me. 
Tammy loves that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> How was your weekend? What the fuck did I do this weekend? I did nothing really. I just chilled out. Same shit. Um, I was supposed to go to this uh, Battle of the Bands on Sunday, but I skipped out on that too. So I was just in the house this weekend. <laughs> did I do anything this weekend? You went on a think- date. Did you not? I went on a date. Baby, this baby was 26 years old. I know I'm only 32 and trans age, so that didn't make it that much of an age difference. But that's just the conversation was just not giving what I needed it to give at all. I ain't going to talk about anything else. I, I'm not even going to go there. Just know it was not the best day and I put on my fur coat <laughs> wasted my damn coat <laughs> you ain't posting no pictures so you can wear it again yep yep <laughs> show Liz Soon. let it go any any below 30 out this bitch and the coat is back out you just wait right <laughs> we just can't wait to put the fur on I ain't wear mine yet this year yeah Dude. global warming they gonna make it where we can't wear this bitch around here in a minute Charlotte ain't getting no snow. Yeah, it's definitely. I remember like October's October through February as a kid. It used to be like brick outside. Like we had Mm -hmm. some damn 80 degree weather a couple weeks ago and then it dropped back down recently. Right. Like my grandma said, y'all better get y'all house in order. Can't tell the (laughs) season. Jesus coming back soon. Better get it together. (laughs) Shame. I used to be so mad at my grandma for that. Like, why we got to get our house in order while you old? You done did all your whole shit. Now you old and now I got to get my house in order. Ain't that some bullshit? The judgment. (laughs) The judgment. All right. This week in stupid internet news, the sins of the week. Um, Did y'all see um, Franklin Saint, also known as Damson Idris? I think that might be his name. Um, and Lori Harvey have taken their relationship to the next level. Um, and Damson posted on Instagram a picture of them uh, kissing and all in love look like. You saw that? Yeah. Y'all so last that? month they were trying to pair her with um, our, our boyfriend, Jonathan Majors. But apparently mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been Damson. She's been dating. Mm. So the Internet is trying to drag her as always, per usual. Uh, Meek Mills took the took the online and was like, uh, yeah, like basically like y'all need to get y'all homegirl type shit. Like, why y'all let y'all homegirl fuck all these niggas? Like, whose business is that? We don't know who this woman has had sex with, and I'm pretty sure is less than the regular degular smegular woman out here. Okay. And here's the thing, right? If you put a microscope on any woman's life, you might see a couple men and any single woman, right? Exactly. You microscope her life, you'll see that she's dated men, you know, especially if she's attractive and she can have her pick of the litter and they calling her a pass around. Let's wait. All right. Let, we'll pass her around. But when she going to be passed to your ass? Never. And that's why you <laughs> mad. <Mills. laughs> she was on your Christmas list two Christmases ago. Your ass oh. still ain't hit. <laughs> Four Christmases oh. ago. And she done went to different niggas and not your ass. He get on my goddamn nerve. I wish Meek Mills could just. I, I still I still love Meek Mills, but he is just very problematic lately. He, how you getting a boxing match at the boxing match? Sit down and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Sit your ass down and watch the festivities. <laughs> so now I did see recently uh, where Lori Harvey was on um, an E! News interview, 
And she was asked, you know, what's like some of the misconceptions um, and like the biggest rumors she's heard about herself. So one, she said, you know, I even heard that I was a lesbian. So she said that was a rumor. And the I was like, other- damn. My chances, my shot is gone. lesbian, shut up. You don't even like coochie for real, girl. I know, I just be talking, man. Go ahead. But um, she said, oh, the other misconception was, or the other big rumor was that she had dated um, a son and father. She said that wasn't true. And you know they're talking about Diddy and Justin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wonder which one she actually dated. Right. Because you were hanging out with Diddy. Both. Right. Yeah, you you definitely, we saw. <laughs> yeah, we see you out with Diddy, girl. Yeah, I ain't mad at her. Yeah, just because she's hanging out with men, that does not equate to her smashing everybody. I need people to right. mind their business when it comes to Lori Harvey. She's a beautiful girl, and shit, she popping. And she not getting pregnant by none of these niggas. That's the blessing in it all. I love it. Don't get <laughs> <laughs> don't right. let these men come in you ladies all 23 <laughs> <laughs> alright all right, so look next uh, for sin stupid internet news this um, I actually saw this on spiritual world so this is a, um, a twitter feed from a woman her at is my teacher a freak I cream in your coffee. So apparently her and her boyfriend, they do OnlyFans videos together. And like, essentially they're porn stars. So she took to Twitter to explain like what had been uh, ha- happening between her and her boyfriend. So she said, can I tell you guys a super embarrassing story that really had me hurt? We went to go work with this girl and when she would suck his dick, it would be on brick. When we would switch, his dick would go on noodle. Then when she was riding him, he almost nutted four times. That was the day I lied to myself, even though I knew what it really was. Being a content creator is fun until you are working with other girls. And they call, I guess porn is content creation now. I don't know. <laughs> with other girl, girls. Everything, if you put a camera on anything, it's now content right. creation. <laughs> uh, working with other girls and your man can't keep his dick up for you. But every time it's the other girl's turn, he's like a brick. The shit nobody tells you. So um, she actually took to Twitter spaces, her and the boyfriend slash coworker <laughs> um, to talk slash about content creator, right. To talk about what's actually transpiring in their relationship. And he was basically saying it has nothing to do with you physically. I think oftentimes women, if a man isn't, you know, showing us that affection or the intimacy, we automatically go to think is like, there's something wrong with how I look. And then you're comparing yourself to how another woman looks. Right. So if you're in a sexual setting, y'all fucking and, and, and all this stuff and his dick is getting hard for somebody else and not you. He doesn't like me no more. He doesn't like my pussy no more. He don't like my face no more. Da, 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 da. And also she was saying like the girls are thicker, like bigger than her, you know, more mm-hmm. thicker girls. So it's like if that's what you like, why don't you just do that? So on Twitter spaces, he was saying, um, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with how you look aesthetically. Um, there's other things like. Um, one is that this is a new girl. We know men like variety, especially Mm -hmm. if you're actually letting him have variety. Like he's fucking you and whoever else y'all recording it. That's a good time for a man, right? You, you've invited this thing into your relationship slash, uh, coworker relationship. I don't know. Right. Um, 
But I think it's the home things that's been getting to him. But my thing was, why don't you have a why don't you have a conversation with her privately? Why the hell is this conversation taking place on goddamn Twitter spaces? Even if y'all have like this public life, that's hella embarrassing. Right. But I mean, if y'all fucking on camera, it seems like y'all could talk about it in public, right? Yeah. But apparently they can't because she's thinking like, oh, it's how I look is the problem. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really like your personality anymore. Damn. That's why his dick ain't getting hard. Uh, yeah, because it's not like the dick don't work. It clearly works. Right. You know? It just don't work for you. I would have knocked that whole <laughs> motherfucking set all over cameras, <laughs> lights. It would have looked like an episode of Jerry Springer. Because, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't play me like that. Your dick better rise. You got 30 seconds for that motherfucker to get up before this shit turn into something different. Bitch, you better get out the way. <laughs> but I thought that shit was hilarious. I don't know. They might need to go to therapy or just split up. Y'all already- Yeah, I think it's time to break up. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's time to break up. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Well, first of all, I'm just not participating in nothing like that. Exactly. I don't think, Yeah. But I could not imagine him like going noodle for me and then like rock hard for somebody else. And I'm standing there looking at me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Everybody got the dime. He got somebody else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael B. Jordan is rumored to be dating some uh, white model named Amber Jepsen. So Michael Van Jordan has been spending more time in the UK because he's like the newest minority owner of the English soccer team, uh, AFC Bournemouth. And they saying that he's there for that, but he's also out there with this new girl and she white. No shade <laughs> no to like white girls. Like, thank y'all for listening. But uh, I just, I want him to be with a black woman. Girl. I love me some Michael B. Jordan. Nah, I think he, I think that I was surprised him and um, Lori Harvey was together since we back on them. I was surprised they were even in a relationship. I think he might, his personality may be more suited for a white woman. I think that's about right. I think that, um, ain't no way Killmonger is more suited for a white woman. I cannot see that. He was playing a real nigga. He ain't a real (laughs) nigga. Yes, he is. I don't accept that. <laughs> I don't know. More proud to all those people. Like maybe they yeah. weren't supposed to be together. Hopefully, it's a relationship with this woman. And I don't know. We've heard some other little side things about Michael B. Jordan. So I hope, um, I hope it's a a real relationship. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> you know, because they right. be o- they be okay with that. Like for mm-hmm. real, they be down for that um, shit. All right, so we've been real lighthearted, but this next topic is not lighthearted at all. Over the weekend, Darius Miles, he's a young man that plays basketball for Alabama. Uh, He shot a young lady, 23 years old, and killed her. And the narrative is stating that he killed her because she didn't want to talk to him and that he shot into the vehicle that she was in. Um, And she passed from this. Uh, according to Tuscaloosa Police Department, um, the shooting occurred after an argument that unfolded in the strip off University Boulevard. Oh, uh, that's really a sad chain of events for this young woman and this young man, like, because he's going to prison and she is no longer with us. And yeah. you really have to think about, like, the mindset of a person that would kill you for not wanting to talk to them. 
Yeah. So the victim's name um, is 23-year-old Jamia, ha- Jamia Harris. And I can kind of relate to this situation because, Tammy, I don't know about you, but when we started Benedict, like my freshman year, my first month, I literally called my mama like, I want to come home. Because the men on campus was being real nasty. Like, if you didn't holler at them, like, you getting cussed out. This was really happening to me in real life. I remember at, um, you probably know this nigga too. We'll talk about it offline. But, like, really wanting to fight me at a fucking football game. Because I didn't talk to his homeboy. Not even him. I got cussed out because I ain't talked to his homeboy. So this type of shit really, really happens because we know the male ego can be very, very fragile. Fragile, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now as women, we have to try to navigate that in the safest way possible. And to me, the safest way is to stay strapped. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> just in case. Right. Yeah. And, and and that's sad that it has to be that way. Like you can't turn down a person if you're not interested without having to be concerned with your life. You know, that's yeah, really I wonder sad. if alcohol, you know, was involved. Played a but part. Him and then another guy who did, who who didn't actually attend um the school. They were both arrested. Um, this type of shit happens and it needs to stop. This is not the first time where a woman has been violated for just you know dismissing the advances of a man, and it's it's disgusting. It's like, yeah, can we take into consideration like I'm your sister, I'm your mama. Look at me in that way. And then right. maybe you won't violate me. I'm still somebody's right. daughter, you know? So this is unfortunate. And this girl is a mother. She has a child. Yeah, so now the child is motherless. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all because I, you can't smash. I, That's all it If I feel like a nigga a little too scary coming up to me, asking me for my number, if I'm not in a position to run and get away fast, I will just give them my number. I'll give them a number. Yeah, but some of these niggas be calling you in your face. Like, (laughs) they going to call your number right there in your face. And like, this ain't your real number. That has happened to me before. Call you right there? Yeah, I usually give them the real number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gotta go. Get the fuck up out of there. Look, I usually give them the real number, let them call one time and block them. Yeah. Do not answer. That's all I do. That's all I do. But it's a shame that we have to even go through... Um, those measures, but I mean, it's just the world that we live in. And it's nothing that I don't think there's nothing that a woman can do differently. Something needs to change amongst men because we have a lot of real life predators out here and they just have that, they have that predatory setting on. He could be a nice basketball player, good student, straight A's, all that, but something, something happens. And that's, that's in his setting. That's, he doesn't have that filter on and not be a fucking animal. Right. And take somebody's life because they don't want to talk to you like that's so wild to me he probably should have been in jail a long time ago if that was all it took you know yes because there's no way this is the first time he's he probably has been violating women before in some type of way like i don't understand how you go from loving women to this being you know what you do to a stranger or i don't know if he knew her i don't know the official story but this is what i saw a family member put out on social media like my Mm -hmm. child is dead because she went holla at you essentially. Rest in peace Jamea to Jamea Harris. Harris y'all. Black on black crime, child. Ladies, strap up. Twenty twenty three. Get your gun. Is your listen? That's your right as an American. Until they change the gun laws and make it safer on this planet for us, practice it, baby. Yes. Yep. 
Okay, so as you're listening, I don't know if you knew, but today is National Women's Healthy Weight Day, and it falls every on every Thursday of the third full week in January. And uh, we have something very important to tell you. Each of <laughs> us is unique in our own way. A healthy weight is the natural body weight in relation to height. Being healthy is defined by physical, mental, and social well-being, which means getting the right amount of nutrition, exercise, mental stability, and sleep. So the first thing that people notice about us is our physical appearance, obviously. So it's no surprise that we get so conscious when someone mentions our weight. Sadly, many people believe that being thin is equal to being healthy. Y'all, that is not true. Being skinny isn't always healthy. We could be healthier than the person who weighs less than us. We're going to have a conversation about being healthy and what that looks like for all of us. So stay tuned. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. All right, guys, I know before the break, I mentioned that today is Women's Healthy Weight Day. So today we got someone on very special to and dear to my heart, Miss Christina Elkins on Instagram. She's organic, Chrissy, and she is all things healthy. She has taught me so much about diet and exercise, and she's just a bad bitch overall. So I just want I wanted to have a conversation with her because I want all our listeners to live their best healthy life. And, you know, understand that you don't have to be skinny to be healthy. Mm. So we're going to get into that. Hey, girl. What's up? It's great to see you guys. You guys look beautiful. You Thank too, you girl. so to you. Yeah, y'all, listen. <laughs> if y'all listen to only audio, I guess we ain't putting out videos like that. But <laughs> she has humongous, beautiful Afro puffs. And she's just a bad bitch. She rock rough and stuff with her Afro puffs. Y'all. All so day, every day. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on the show. So, uh, Christina, you used to be a chubby girl. Yeah. How did you transition? Like, you, you one day you woke up and you was like, I want to be fit, or what happened? Like, to be honest with you, you know, especially now, we live in a world where, you know, plus size woman, women and just being comfortable within your body is a very strong wave. And, you know, I always let people know you have to love yourself every step of the way, whether you're on the bigger end, the smaller end, it doesn't matter. That self-love is key. But for me personally, I am only five one, so I am truly mm. a definition of a shorty, okay? And mm. at being five one, my biggest weight, uh, well, the last I stepped on the scale, I saw 217 pounds. For anyone who is that short, that really feels like 300 pounds, you know? So mm-hmm. I was very uncomfortable. Did I love who I was as a person? Yes. Was I still smiley, big personality? you know, everything that Chrissy is now, I was still that girl, great mom, great worker, great friend, but I was not happy with how 
I felt in that weight. So I always tell my ladies, listen, love yourself, but you wake, you got to wake up to you every day. Mm -hmm. So if you ever aren't fully liking what you see or how you feel, you have to make that change. And for me, that change was going to the doctor, having my doctor tell me you're obese, but not even that. She told me you have high cholesterol, you're pre-diabetic and, um, you know, a couple of other things that was linked to my lifestyle at that time, that's nobody wants to hear that news. So once I heard that news for me, plus um, being uncomfortable with the size and navigating with that plus size body at that time, I decided to make the change. And what did that change look like for you? Like the first thing I knew I had to do was change my diet. Um, and it's like, I knew that I knew that before I became the expert that I am now, because Mm -hmm. I had a full blown relationship with food. Yes. A relationship. And we all do. If you Mm -hmm. think about it, food looks and feels different for all of us. Um, a lot of our memories, happy, mostly are linked to food. Certain foods can bring up emotions, you know, certain drinks can make you think about certain times. So like most Americans, I had a love affair with food. And when you couple that with the stressors of life, I was a divorced single mom. So I was always working and grinding, trying to provide the best for my children without the support of their father. So that was a stress over my head. The job I was working at the time and their high sales demands, that was a stress over my head. And just the day to day as we as women, how we can just struggle with who we are, just trying to really find our identities and and love us, love ourselves who we are. Mm-hmm. All of those stressors is what made your girl take comfort in food. Right. So I'm, I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm making any excuse. I'm getting off of work from Nordstrom. Like, you know what? Let, I'm going to go cheesecake. Let, I'm going to get me some small plates and a couple of drink flights. Cause my boss is <laughs> like, we make Listen, excuse for it. When, when I can't, I'm single, so I can't eat no dick up. So I be eating guacamole and chips and shit like or that. Or something. <laughs> Well, look, food is a comfort. Listen, food is is a comfort, y'all. And I feel like we know how to inject it however and whenever we want to. If we're happy, it's time to eat. If we're sad, it's time to eat. If we're stressed, it's time to drink. So I was going through all of those life emotions and food was my comfort, point Mm -hmm. blank period. like, how do you separate yourself? Like, how, what did I need to separate myself from that relationship? I have a toxic relationship with food, I think, yes. because there's this place down the street called Crave, and they got these two cupcakes for $16, and they big as fuck. And when I'm feeling any type of way, I will you order two cupcakes. Bugs Bunny cupcakes. But how do I, like, if I'm sad, how do I not order two Bugs Bunny cupcakes? How I'm gonna eat carrots instead? Like, so I think I'd be mean the opposite. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. You said you're you won't no, eat sit down. Yeah, when I'm like depressed, that's when I lose weight. For okay. Real. I get on so my you shit, get, especially you at the eat. end of a relationship. Huh? So so you don't eat when you're upset. No. Mm-mm. And so no, I tend to gain weight in the relationship. I can touch what? on both of those because those are both issues that people have. Either mm-hmm. they will overeat 
you know, and eat and or grab all of the wrong things or they'll shut down and not eat and drink. But so I'll first talk about Tammy's question for me, um, changing that narrative um, with not looking at food as a comfort, it had to come within me and my desire to change. So because I knew I needed to lose weight and I no longer wanted to be categorized as, you know, as obese and more importantly, forget the categorization, the just feeling and looking how I did. I wanted to look better in my clothes. I wanted to give myself more options. Guys, I wanted to cross my legs and feel comfortable. Just enjoying the the day-to-day feminine things in life that I was struggling in my overweight body for me. So once I had to come to the realization that in order for me to change, my relationship with food had to happen. Um, One of the things I poured into was my fitness. I knew that fitness had to become my friend. Um, I'm the type of girl where I couldn't even jog to the mailbox. Okay. I was felt like I was having a full blown asthma attack, but I was reading in all of my research, how fitness exercise can be a stress reliever. So I had to now start substituting healthy habits to relieve my stressors. And Mm -hmm. instead of leaning towards the pizza, the cupcakes or whatever. So uh, listen, it was not an overnight process, guys. It really (laughs) took one day at a time when I would get into those moments, because I also was going through therapy as well during this time. So I have to be very transparent about that. And when I would talk to my therapist about my feelings, she would say, it's about substituting the bad behavior for a good one. So when you are feeling a certain way, she says, Chrissy, just go for a walk. You know, when you want some junk, try to say, you know what, I'm going to eat a nice, healthy serving of fruit instead. Now, again, it's easier said than done. But at the end of the day, when you want something bad enough, when you want that change bad enough in your life, you are going to slowly but surely find a way. So those were some of the initial steps that I took to help stop leaning on food as my re- as my stress reliever. And if I did eat food, it was a healthier option instead of the worst case option. And when I started doing that, the scale moved for me. And once I started that, saw that scale start to move and I started feeling better, then my momentum just multiplied times 100. Right. So for me, I'll do all the things. I'll eat the right foods. And as soon as I start to see my body change just a little bit, I'd be like, <laughs> I can bad. eat a cupcake again. And then when you look back up, you back where you fucking started, man. Dang, that is my kryptonite. I, I can't get it together. That's what most people go through. Um, it's When you're on a weight loss journey, health journey, and sometimes other journeys in life in general, When you start to feel a little bit better, when you start to move out of that space just a little bit, we all get what's called a false sense of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So you're feeling yourself. You're like, oh, I done lost 10 pounds. My waist is starting to look a little more snatched. I got a little bit more energy. I'm trying to be out in them streets to show everybody I done lost this 10 pounds. But being out there is what got you (laughs) where you were in the first place. Exactly. The social eating. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and social social drinking. I tell all of my ladies, I'm like, wait a minute, you work so hard to lose this 40 pounds just to go on vacation to eat all that weight back on your body. 
but that's you don't think that I don't feel like you should deprive yourself a lot. Like vacation, it's really hard to stick to that diet on vacation. It really is. But these are the tips that I give my clients. You know, when I worked with Tammy once upon a time, I would always tell her, Tammy, just hit me up when you know you're about to go out. Let me help you make some better choices. So to your point, yes, I want my clients to enjoy themselves. If it's an occasion that is definitely worth celebrating, not just so-and-so and nims and everybody over there, because everybody else's occasion cannot be your occasion. Let's keep that 100, okay? Right. Especially when you have specific goals that you're trying to achieve with your body and health. So I always tell my clients, to choose wisely, pick wisely, tell me what means the most to you, and we can find a way to navigate. Because the truth of the matter is, when we go out, we don't have to get the worst thing on the menu all the time. You know, there are better choices that can be made. And I also tell people, pick your demon. What means more to you? Having a couple of glasses of champagne or having that crazy meal? Do you have to do both? all the right. time, you know, so once you learn those balances, <laughs> saying, all right, well, Chrissy, like my clients would say, Chrissy, I want to order this crazy entree. I haven't had it in a long time, but you know, I'll drink water and I'll skip dessert. Like you gotta, you have to create those fair balances for you to still be able to achieve what you're trying to achieve with your health and your body. Right. I don't. Let eat, me uh, tell you, she oh, used to get so like I, I call her from the restaurant and just send her a picture of the menu, like, <laughs> "Bitch, what I'ma eat?" <laughs> and then she picks up old salad with fucking no! chicken, and it'd be like all this amazing shit on the menu, and I'm eating like the little vegetables and a piece of baked fish. Don't do me I, like that. I ain't got no. It was right. It was right. No, it was right though. It was right to choose those things from the menu with what I was trying to achieve. Right. But yeah. I used to be like, this bitch. That's how I would feel. But I will listen to you, you know. Yeah, but you it did. was just oh, it was hard. You and know? let me That's remind you guys, it is not a restaurant's job to cook for your health. That's why well, I Well, and the ahead. restaurants, I think the menus, the menus kind of help now because they have the calorie count next to the item. So I don't eat out a whole lot. I like mm -hmm. to cook my food. I like to see how my food is prepared. So I don't really eat fast food for real. I'll eat French fries from places, yeah. but when you go to a restaurant nowadays, unless it's like a five star, they usually have the calorie count next to the item. And a lot of times that'll deter me from ordering what I really want. And to because be honest, like, you, even if it's not on 3000 calories in one setting. Yeah. And even if it's not on the menu, it's on the website. So I always tell my clients, if you know right. where you're going, just quickly go to the website or even I'll tell people, send me the link to the restaurant and that will allow me to mm -hmm. look at the menu. And then to your point, um, some restaurants are very thorough. They'll tell you not only the caloric intake, they'll tell you like the how much sodium, how much sugar. And to your point, knowledge is power. And I think a lot of times people kind of want to have the, you know, if I don't know what it is, I, it won't matter. But actually educating yourself as to how many calories, carbs, sugar, and sodium is in your foods that you love, that can be a very sobering moment. Like, well, wow, like I did such and such the other day. I'm doing this today, this this weekend. This is why I'm not looking and feeling the way I want to feel. Right. I'd rather eat my calories than drink them. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather drink my calories and liquor than eat them. 
And and most, <laughs> or and then of course we have the grand combination of people who do both. <laughs> they eat, right. drink their calories. <laughs> but for me, when I was on my journey, I have to be honest. I did initially still drink my Patron and pineapple. That was my favorite drink. Um, I still did get some results because I definitely modified it. But guys, when I let go of alcohol for one solid year, I have to tell you, I felt the best I had ever felt on my transition, um, on my transformation. And I always challenge my clients, try to at least go 30 days dry, six weeks dry, eight weeks, because you really will. Look at your face, girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My face was so telling just now. Um. You said you didn't drink no liquor for one whole year? 365 days. I told myself, Chrissy, what's one year out of your entire life since you've been drinking since you were 21 until now to try not to have something that is of no value to you? Let's be honest. You know, alcohol has zero value, nutritional value to the body. It actually starts to start to get technical, it actually breaks your body down when you drink it immediately from the time that you swallow it. Your inner body, your organs- It's poison. Hates alcohol. We mm -hmm. like it. We like it. But anything that alters you and, and, and your body cannot digest and filter and know what to do with it, those are harmful things. So that's the truth about it. But again, we like it. We mix it with juice, soda, shake it up, twist it, put a rim on it. But at the end of the day, it still is poison. <laughs> but we just like it. It's a it's a the funnest poison that ever came out. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I, I ain't gonna lie. But when I let go of it for a year, that really elevated my transformation to the next level. The level of clarity, the immediate blow and inflammation that came off my body, even from cutting alcohol. I think sometimes we get used to feeling a certain way every day, we don't even realize that it's not normal. But when you start eliminating certain foods out of your diet, um, then you're like, wow, like, how was I even living like that before? Right. Yeah, I'm definitely addicted to food and people. I don't really like pick up the, the substance. Like, I don't have to drink alcohol mm -hmm. at all. I don't have to smoke weed. Mm -hmm. But food, people, like they go together. So that's why, I, like, in the relationship, I'm going to gain the most weight. <laughs> yes, absolutely. For me, I'm a social drinker. Like, I got a bunch of liquor at my house, but I don't touch it when I'm in here by myself. You know, some people can just drink at home alone. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. It'll just sit here until somebody comes over. And I'm like, let's have a drink mm -hmm. if they come over. But I won't drink it. But weed, that's a different story. I'm a <laughs> puff puff on my weed. So let Every me day. let me let me <laughs> talk about that. Let me talk about weed hookah. Hookah is very popular now. Mm -hmm. All the different flavors, vaping, whatever. Um, all of those activities lead to unfortunately poor food choices, guys. Um, they really, really do. Um, usually um, at hookah bars, they'll have desserts, right? The fried foods because they go mm -hmm. together. So anytime you and same as drinking. Anytime you're taking something that's going to mellow you out, kind of get you on chill, that's when the munchies start to happen. So I even tell <laughs> that um, that smoke weed or even consume edibles for whatever the reason they do it. I warn them and I say, listen, be very, very mindful. 
it's not necessarily the weed itself, but it's the effect of it on you that can start you what I call grazing. That's like how a cow just grazes in the field. You start having, okay, a little notch over here, a little French fry over here. Let me get another Mm -hmm. drink because of how it affects you. So again, you know, people do what they do, but I let people know again, when you're on that health journey, when you're trying to reach a goal, when you're trying to lose weight or improve something in your health, you might want to put those things on the back. So you just don't want us to be happy at all, is what you're saying. <laughs> what I want you guys to do, what I want you guys to do is to fall in love. And I know this sounds dramatic, but just hear me out. I want you guys to fall in love with the things that are really gonna save your life. Cause we already love all the bad stuff. Like we love all we love the the alcohol, the weed, the food, whatever your vice is, you love that. You love it so much that you mm-hmm. let it alter you. Think about it. People will eat a certain way knowing they're gaining weight, but that gaining weight doesn't stop them from eating it. That's addiction. So we love those things and those activities sometimes to our detriment. So I want to change the narrative mm-hmm. for people as a coach and teach them to fall in love that are going to heal, fall in love with foods that are going to heal their body teas that are going to be cleansing to them. Um, And just with lifestyle, fall in love with the lifestyle that's going to add years to your life instead of a lifestyle that's going to ultimately take years away from your life, if that makes sense. Right. Or just alive and sick, which is the worst part. I want to have a quality of life. You know, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of younger people, um, they don't really think about how they're going to look and feel when they're 40, 50, 60, depending on their starting age. You know, me being almost 45, I'm thinking, well, Chrissy, how do you want to look when you're 50? How do you want to feel when you're 60? Do you want to still have this vitality, energy, big smile, great, you know, do you still want to have that? Or do you want to unfortunately go along with the flow of the stereotypes for this country where people retire and have to use their whole retirement on their health. I don't wanna do that. Mm. I don't wanna spend these years working just to not be able to enjoy my retirement because I'm sick, because I'm on two, three medications. When I think back seven, eight years ago when the doctor was telling me all of these things that were wrong with me back then, if I just think if I never checked it, where I'd be now, it, it I wouldn't be organic, Chrissy. Let's be real. I would right. probably be on insulin because I would have been a full blown diabetic and I would have had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, big er. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, if we don't battle the demon at some point. It's going to catch up with us. So I just Mm -hmm. decided to invest in my health 401k, which Mm -hmm. is making those deposits to ensure when I'm older that I'm able to live the quality of life that I deserve after having given so much of myself in my younger years. That's smart. And that's dedication. I don't, I suck at that. I'm going to do better this year. So, so do you think that in the black community in particular, right? Big mama is celebrated (laughs) and it's definitely, I think it's like a detriment to, to, to our community, but we act like, you know, it's okay, but big mama and big sisters, like is we, we are unhealthy. 
Yeah. We're just not as healthy. As a culture. So how, yeah, as a culture. So how do we, how do we, um, because women can state all the things they don't like about men. Like, I don't want a short man. I don't want a bald man. I don't want to, I like bald men or whatever it is. But the minute a man says anything about a woman's weight, it's like, oh, hell, hell is about to break loose. loose. Like, even if he's just stating his preference, I like slimmer women. Absolutely. Well, at the end of the day, like, like Tammy started off, it's not about necessarily being skinny, but it is about being the healthiest version of yourself. And I had to keep evaluating what that was for me because it's going to look different for each person. Mm -hmm. um, but I always tell people, you're never truly your best self, you know, when you are not eating majority healthy, exercising. Um, and when you, in my opinion, don't fully, you're not fully comfortable with how you look and feel. If you have that little nag in the back of your head that's, and I'm not talking about compulsive or obsession, you know, I'm not talking to that extreme. But if you wake up every day and you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, you look good, you're pretty, you're great, you're an amazing woman, but you're not fully liking how you feel in that space that you're occupying, that means there can be change. And let's be honest, guys, we do this in other aspects of our lives, don't we? Don't we mm -hmm. self-reflect and, and see how we can improve as a worker, a person, a girlfriend, a wife, a mother? That is called growth. But everybody gets so sensitive when it comes to the physical, because like you said, in certain cultures, the plus size woman with the ample body, you know, that is just the expectation. I remember growing up, my mother used to always say, don't nobody want a bag of bones but a dog. And I'm like, okay, but at the same time, mommy, that's that's obesity. <laughs> so what do we do here? So it, to your point, I do struggle a lot of times, not just with us, but I service a lot of other cultures, guys. Listen, my Latino ladies, like, look, I like my plantains. I like my rice. I like my beans. Right. <laughs> I have my Africans. You know, I have my clients that, my Italians, when you grow up eating a certain way, and most of the women, I would say even Italian women, they're, they're healthy women. It's like yeah, the norm. Awesome. But the problem is, as we get older, that's not translating into healthy. And I keep telling people in the United States, it looks so different here. Think about it. In other countries, they're still walking, cycling. They're in their gardens. They are still doing a lot of physical activity. And they're eating rice and pasta and everything else, but they're not as overweight as Americans. We take all the elevators, escalators, people movers, park our cars as close to the entrance as possible. We don't do the work, guys. We don't, we don't walk to the town. They still do that in Europe. It is normal right. for people to walk miles every day like it's nothing. We don't do that. So what we eat sticks to us and makes us sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because over in China, like a large fry is like a small fry here. Yeah. So even our portions are way bigger in America. Everything's bigger in America. Europe. Yeah, Europe too. I remember because I was living there for three years and then I came back home and I went through a fast food restaurant and I was like, I want the large drink. And baby, it was a gallon. I had <laughs> forgotten how big a large drink in America was. I was like, God damn. This right. is for everybody in the car. 
Like McDonald's is almost that. criminal for them to sell those dollar teas, those big ass dollar teas. That's criminal. 100 grams yeah. of sugar. And you know what's sad is in Europe, fast food. No, don't get me wrong. Fast food is still fast food. But in Europe, they have a higher standard of food. So the fast food in Europe is actually a higher quality than the, the fast food that the franchises um, serve us in the United States. It's like night mm-hmm. and day. You know, people will go mm-hmm. over there and be like, how did I have a Wendy's burger? And it really was like all beef, grass fed, like real deal. But in the United States, everything is crazy, highly processed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I tell people it's not even necessarily how much you eat all the time. It's what you're eating. A simple kid's meal from a fast food restaurant can still run up in you a thousand calories. Stop thinking because it's small. Those little, that four piece nugget, that's 450 calories, 500 calories. And it's not including the hundred calories for the sauce. One sauce. Mm. Why are you? Why are you stressing us out? <laughs> you, uh, you just ruining my day. No, I do that to Tammy all the time, though, don't I? Oh, and she'd be pissing me <laughs> off. I had a, I had a Dr Pepper, and then all right, we had went to lunch, and I had a Sprite <laughs> with my lunch, and then we were in here like recording some commercials or something like that, and I had a Dr Pepper that was in the fridge, and she was like, "You about to drink that?" I was like, "Right, <laughs> yes." You saw me pull it out of the refrigerator. I didn't set it on the counter to just look at it. She was like, can I see it? I was like, okay. She was like, this has 63 grams of sugar in it. I was like, I okay. Think about weed. Like, think about a pile of weed. That's how much sugar is in there. Think about 60 grams of weed. It's a lot. That That's I how I think too. about it. And I want that too. <laughs> sugar in everything. You can't escape it. They put sugar in things where it's not even supposed to be. Everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had mentioned a point, uh, a point, AJ, earlier where you were like, hey, I prefer to cook at home because I'm able to control the narrative. And that's the type of coach that I am. I tell my clients, I try to teach them to really get into the food prep part of this journey because you are in control of your food. You see what spices and seasonings, you see the marinades, you're the one preparing it. You know, we are Mm -hmm. so trusting when we go out to eat. We really, really trust that they're doing what they're supposed to do back there in that kitchen and that all the regulations are being followed and that magic arm that comes out from the back to place it on our table that there was no snafus in between a and b that's a lot of trust guys we don't know and then restaurants won't also tell you everything half of the marinades even in salads they put sugar i went to a caribbean a popular local caribbean restaurant the other day and i'm like why do these greens taste like sugar They started adding sugar to it. I can taste it. My palate is so sensitive now. And I'm like, they didn't do that before. But you have Mm -hmm. to understand, guys, it's by, not by chance, it's by design. The more sugar and other addictive ingredients that these places Mm -hmm. can add to their food, what are we going to do? We're going to be lined up like the crackhead, ready for some more. There we are. And you, and we are. So as a, as a trainer and coach, I try to educate my clients and have them start to think about these little things that obviously they weren't thinking about to help them be more conscious and making better choices. And ultimately 
back to the question you were asking me, how much weight did I lose, AJ? It took me 18 months, but I lost 94 pounds in wow. 18 months. That's a whole- And that's just diet, exercise, lifestyle change, no medical assistance? No. Okay. Great question. Wow. No, no weight loss surgery, no dieting pills. Um no pooping teas, no waist trainers, none of those things that are sold to us and, 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 you know, as aids. Um, I did it all by numero uno, changing my diet slowly, but surely, you know, um, and then stepping up my exercise. I started off just walking because that's all I could manage because child, I, I couldn't breathe. And then I started doing what I call a joggle, which is a little run walk. And then um, from there, I did get a personal trainer who worked with me for maybe about seven months, and then she left the industry. But during that time with her, she introduced me to lighter weights, five, eight, and 10 pounds. I, no, I didn't really go over 15 pounds with her. Um, and that was the foundation. And during that time with her, I would like to say my love for weight training grew. Um, and after I stopped working with her, that's when I started challenging myself with some of the same movements, just with heavier weights. And then I fell in love with weight training. So I found myself lifting weights three to four days a week and then improving on my running on the other days. So I went from being able to barely run to the corner, to the mailbox, to running up to six miles a day. Mm. Wow. My, um, my heaviest weight um, to date for a deadlift was 240. Wow. Um, I was able to do that. Um, and so I guess what I'm saying is I became now addicted to all of the right things. I became addicted to the lifestyle of eating healthy. I became addicted to doing the physical activities that was making my body look like an athlete. I actually thought it was a compliment when people would ask me, like, if I was out in the street, do you run track? Are you a gymnast? That, that made me feel good because it's like, if I'm going to be in the gym putting in that work, I want to look like, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people who go to the gym every single day, but they don't change. Uh -oh. <laughs> look, <laughs> I, I change mean, and then a little, then I just start. And then you get comfortable. Yes. That's not true. You do change. Cause I was looking at some pictures from uh, when we first started, you look totally different from when we first started. Like you lost weight. I done gained weight since we started. I probably lost, so I've lost about 17 pounds in the last two years or so, because my fat max was always 217. So now I teeter between like 195 and 200 pounds. And I don't mind nobody knowing my weight, whatever. Okay. It's, it's How tall are you? I feel like black women have a different, I'm 5'4", so I'm not, you know, super tall, but like average size, average height woman. But do you think like black women have a different um, fat threshold? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to say skinny fat is for black women, right? No, but yeah. I don't want to be, I don't think my body's uh, type, I will ever look super skinny. I think the smallest I've ever been was like 150. And I still was super thick. So I would give not, you, you the not super answer thick. to that. In the, I wasn't skinny though. That's what I'm saying. You still look, you still have some nice thickness mm -hmm. to you. So the technical world, the yeah. technical answer in the fitness world is no, you know, a body type is a body type, you know, but we do have different size frames. So I'm not going to go as far as say big boned it like we heard growing up, 
but you can have a small Yeah, that's what frame. I am. You can have a small <laughs> frame, a medium frame, and a larger frame. And that's just mm-hmm. based on your genetics. That's just based on who your parents mm-hmm. are and how they were. So for me, I am tiny. I have the tiniest ankles, the tiniest little wrists. I'm, you know what I mean? I know that I was meant to be a tiny, petite little thing. But there are women, um, like I have a client, super tall, six two. My one client, Allie, she's a big girl. Even at her smallest, she still was a big girl. So it's all on your frame. It's all on your genetics. So I tell people, again, it's not about skinny. It's about being the best version of your body. And I think that that is what mm-hmm. I want to challenge each and every one of my clients to find what that is. Sometimes we get just so used to being whatever size we are and accepting. And then when you have everybody saying, girl, you look good. And, you know, guys, ooh, all right. that. Ooh, baby. Don't lose that. none of that. You exactly. better not lose that. <laughs> exactly. Don't, That's how they don't nobody like a bag of balls for the dog. You know, when you get told that your whole life, when you're on the thicker side of the fence, you know, you get mm-hmm. comfortable with that. But I always, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I ask my ladies, well, how do you feel? Exactly. If you're that's what we think, that's one thing. But if you're like, yeah, I get lots of compliments and men like the way I look. My friends tell me I'm cute, but I'm feeling winded when I walk up and downstairs. My back hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, that's me. I'm, I'm struggling finding pants that fit because I'm small at the top, big at the bottom or whatever. So that's where you have to step up and say, all right, let me slowly but surely get on this mission to finding the best, the best version of me. So 170 is like my, I like, that's my favorite weight. 170 is my favorite weight. So <laughs> Tammy, you saw it on my scale. I've written out 170.5 and I have that on the, uh, the reader on the scales. Every time I get on there, that's what it says. So for me, it's not in my mind. <laughs> she got a piece of paper over the number. So when she step on it, it just already tell her what it she Period. Pooh, we manifest in 170 over here. So for me, <laughs> it starts in the mind. So once I make my mind up, this is what I'm going to do, then I do it. But we also know, like, you know, faith without the actual works is. Dead. I'm about to say it's delusional, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's delusional. Well, you know what? Let me piggyback. It helped though. Shit. <laughs> Let me piggyback on that. One thing I always tell my clients is you have to envision the win. You have to see yourself winning in order to do it. I, trust and believe those Olympic athletes, they already saw themselves crossing that finish line, yep. getting that going and standing on that podium. They have envisioned it for years before it happened. Mm-hmm. When people build big corporations, anything that's grand, those people are like, I dreamt about it. I had visions about it. I saw it unfolding before my eyes. So our health goals have to be taken with that same level of urgency as we take career goals. Like, look, people chase the bag. They want their money. They're envisioning. They say they manifest it. They're like, look, I want to be comfortable. I want to live a certain lifestyle. And then they begin to do what they need to do to make that happen for them. But the same thing has to be for our health. We have to envision. So I tell my clients, if you know or think you know how you want to look, where you want to be, you have to first and foremost believe that you will do it. If you come to me as a client already defeated, you know, like, I know this is what I need, but I probably ain't going to do it. 
you're speaking that over your life. Mm -hmm. You know, when mm -hmm. people are like, Chrissy, it's just too hard. I can't do it. Well, then you can't do it because you're not convincing yourself and telling yourself you will do it. So mm -hmm. everybody's journey is different. It took me 18 months to lose 94 pounds. I coached a client. She lost 120 pounds in 12 months. Does that mean that she was more successful than me? No, that's her path. So you have to walk your path to health mm -hmm. and wellness and start off with the little things and then attack the bigger things. But know that at the whole time, you have to know that there's that pot of gold waiting for you at the end of the rainbow. Mm. So y'all hear that, listeners? If you somewhere sitting fat and unhappy with your body, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. But nah, she said that she could, she could barely walk to the mailbox. And it was just all these small steps that got her to the bigger goal of her ultimate fitness. So if y'all hear that and you feel inspired, please get your ass up right now and walk your ass down the street. And I'm about to start too. You done remotivated me, Chrissy, because Didn't you, used like, to I'll, you know, I'm a, no, no, I still will go. I just, I fall off. Like I'll, I'll get back to it and I'll be running and I'll be doing all the things. I was doing cardio every day for 45 minutes. And I did that for like two or three months. Mm -hmm. I was doing that and I could see my body changing dramatically. And then I was like, damn, I'm fine. I'm about to go on vacation. I started going to Jamaica. I started eating. Going <laughs> I was old villas. I saw you. Like, cause you know, yeah, I was doing you know, Instagrams. You know, yes, yeah, so I was doing the most. And then I look up and I was like, "Damn, I got a gut again." I, I was right back. I'm I'm sitting here right now, rubbing my belly. Like, damn, let me get my ass up and go back to the gym. So belly it's about that time. balance we were talking about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. to find balance. I don't want to deny as a coach anybody anything that they love, but we have to learn how to find a happy dance with the foods that we love versus the lifestyle that we really ultimately know we need to be living. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's just the overboard of it all. I tell people, mm -hmm. for example, we can enjoy a cocktail, but do we have to enjoy five cocktails? It's mm -hmm. the learning what moderation looks like for you. We can never look at what anybody else does and say, well, they eat pizza and drink beer every day and have abs. Well, that's them. We don't know what their makeup is. Their body right now may allow them to do that. For me, if I look at food, I could gain 10 pounds. I can't so, eat shit. <laughs> right. I, can't eat a, I can't eat anything. Right. <laughs> so we have to learn what that looks like for us and set mm -hmm. our limits. Like, even for me, people ask me, well, Chrissy, do you ever cheat? Do you ever eat outside your lifestyle? Absolutely. I'm human. I like what I like, too. But do you know what I do? I plan the cheat. I don't impulsively cheat. I have found historically when I either let other people pressure me or I impulsively be like, oh, I want this and I go do it. I, it, I go overboard. But when I plan it out and I say, all right, Chrissy, on Sunday, you're going to go to crack a barrel, you're going to enjoy two blueberry pancakes, some mimosa, side of bacon, whatever. And that is what your meal is. going. You're going to enjoy that moment. I mentally prepared myself to go into that. We'll just call it cheat. And I already know what I'm eating. And after I eat it, it's done. Versively, versus if someone was just like, come on, girl, let's go to brunch. Then I'm doing the French toast. I'm doing 
The mimosas, I'm doing every, ooh, the muffin looks good. Ooh, look at that Danish. Because it's impulsive. I did not prepare myself because I have to remember I am two snacks away from obesity. I never forget where I came from. <laughs> right. I never forget where I started. I am still that girl. Okay, come on. I, I don't dislike lasagna. I don't dislike liquor, but I learned that it's not good for me to consume it how I used to. So again, it's that falling in love with the things that are going to heal you and extend your life and learning to kind of place more distance with those other foods. It's not that you can't have them, but we cannot go overboard. So learning moderation for you as an individual with the assistance, hear me out, of a coach. I'm not trying to do a shameful plug, but it's the truth, guys. You know, if left up to our own accord, we're not going to hit that mark because what you think is your moderation when as others are on looking, no, that ain't it. You've already gone overboard. So I think mm -hmm. that people do need to partner themselves. It's no different than a therapist, guys. You need to sometimes put certain people in your life to help you look at things a little bit differently so you can make better choices. Yeah. Mm. Right. It's like a relationship. People will choose the same man over and over again and knowing they ain't no good. And I'd be like, y'all going down the same food path that you've been on for years, knowing as soon as you eat one bite, you're going to eat the whole thing. Why are you doing that? Right. Because mm -hmm. it's hard. A lot of us are eating the foods we grew up off of. I've changed my diet. I know I don't eat like anybody in my family, but I don't, I still don't lose the weight like I want to because I consume more carbs now for the most part. But that's why like the mothers are responsible for the nutrition of the family. If you eating bad, your kid's going to be fat as hell. Like everybody's just yep. going to be big as hell. No, this bitch is addicted to candy canes, and that is pure sugar right there. <laughs> it's only for Christmas. So I haven't had a candy cane until December, and they ain't going yet. So once, it, once it's over, it's over. <laughs> each season, guys, think about how everything I love is peppermint. <laughs> yes. It's like somebody fucking grandmama. <laughs> Girl, I like peppermint too, Fran. I'm with you. But you know, seasonally, don't isn't there always something like around the fall? Yeah. What do we got? Pumpkin spice, everything, caramels, chocolates, uh, the mocha drinks change it, the drinks change at Starbucks. It's by design. So to me, each season brings on something. Girl, as soon as it starts getting, even though black folks can grill all year round, but as soon as the weather starts getting warm, oh, everything. Barbecue, chicken, ribs, pork chops, all that bullshit. Gotta, it's time for this. And then as each, I feel as each season comes, companies start, what, advertising other mm -hmm. things for us that we really feel like we have to have these things. And again, when you're man. working with a coach who's always mindful of the trends and aware of what's going on, I'm kind of like the little angel that's on your shoulder. You know, there's like the devil and the angel. The devil's like, girl, go on and do it. You know that that meme on Instagram, don't do it, girl, don't do it. <laughs> I did it. So I'm going to come up and I'm going to be like, okay, listen, I know you want that. But let's just think about this for a minute before you go into that. We've already lost 10 pounds. We got to go to lose 20 pounds. Are you sure that's worth you missing out on your results? And having someone like that who's genuinely in your, not your cousin, not your auntie, not your girlfriend, not, not your man, because he's going to want to take you out every night. 
You need a very genuine good person that's in your corner to always remind you of what your goals are. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. And you, Chrissy, you so patient because I know I used to be getting mad at you and shit. Like, you'd be telling me what to do. And it almost felt like a Narcotics Anonymous, honestly, because she was like my sponsor. Like, I'd be calling her in the middle of the night like, bitch, I'm about to eat this motherfucking donut. Don't do it, girl. You're going to ruin your sobriety. That's how it used to be. (laughs) I think both me and Tam have commitment and uh, accountability issues. The other day I was at the gym and the guy asked me if I wanted to sign up for my free personal training. I'm like, but then that mean I got to come. Like, I don't want to be committed um, to having to do this thing. And that's why I probably never had a, a personal trainer. I know Tammy does better with that. She'll get, she'll stick with, but then. But then it also <laughs> is ex- is expensive. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. cheap. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, that's when I fall off, especially when it start adding up and my my pockets start getting a little broke. I'll be like, I could do this by myself. I don't need to pay nobody. But that's right. a lie. I do I do need to pay somebody because when I have somebody showing up at my building, they're gonna be here at eight o'clock. I know I gotta get up and be exactly. here. They're gonna be here. Now see with Chrissy, it was easier to like ditch her because she was virtual. So all <laughs> I had to do was just not answer my phone, you know? But <laughs> listen. To this day, Terry be like, you, you back in person yet? No, girl, still virtual. All right, well, let me, hit me up. As soon as you back in them streets, I bet I'm there. <laughs> I'm like, girl, yes, you don't answer your phone. Show. All you got to do is answer your phone. You could work out in your apartment. At- you ain't even have to go down to your gym, girl. I would look at that shit and be like, Mm-mm, get somebody else over <laughs> and go back to sleep. For some shit I don't pay for. Right. That's how you probably feel though. Shit. She, she's still going to get her money. So fuck it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, listen, I'm so but glad. When- I am so glad as a coach, I actually take my job for real seriously. You talk to any of my clients, a lot of them be like, well, I already paid her. I'm like, no. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to be here and do my job. I've never, ever thought like, well, dang, I got the money, so I'm good. They don't want to show up. No, I really care about each and every one of my clients. It's sometimes it's like, and I think that's because I used to be obese, overweight. I was very unhealthy. And I think because I come from that space, I wish I had somebody that was on me like I'm on my clients. When I went through that journey, first of all, I went through so many years of inconsistency of up and down to get me to that 18 month period, okay, of the straight and narrow. 
during that 18 month where I was just hitting all of my marks, guys, it was hard. It was lonely because guess what? I'm now behaving different than everybody else around me. I'm not eating what they're eating. I'm not drinking what they're drinking. I am more organized with my time. And I had to be very strict about that. Even my kids, I'd be like, all right, I'll do whatever you want. But mommy has to go grocery shopping first. I got to get my workout in first and then we can do X, Y, and Z. Sometimes that can be rewarding and lonely at the same time. You know, so I try to be for my mm-hmm. clients what I did not have for myself, which was that constant support. To your point, I would have times where I'm laying in the bed late at night and I just want to eat the worst possible thing and, and drink whatever I want. I I will want to. I even remember crying over certain foods that I wanted real bad and I couldn't have them. That's addiction, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, when you really want what you want in that moment and you are convinced yourself emotionally that's what you need to feel better, and then you telling me I can't have it, like you said, you want to throw hands, you know? So I try to be that support, that comfort, and that reassurance to each and every client that I serve to help them realize, look, you're not alone. And then everything that I tell my clients to do, I'm doing it. Everything I tell y'all to eat, I'm eating or have a every workout I've put people through, every burpee, every jump squat, I do it too. And it was me doing those things that helped to get me where I am now. And I'm still going to take it back to what you first said. It's not about being skinny. Skinny doesn't equate health. I, mm-hmm. I actually coach, I do nutrition coaching from people not just overweight people. I help people who are thin gain weight. I help people who are overweight, lose weight. And then I also have a segment of clients that come to me who are already at their goal weight, but they just eat horrible and they just want to learn how to prepare healthy meals and put together food. So it's not about being skinny. You can be skinny and still be diabetic. You can be skinny and Mm -hmm. still have high blood pressure. And, and, yes. and fail your, your physical. So it's not about that. I mean, when you, to your point, when you go on my page and you scroll my page and see my videos that I post up, I have hips, I have butt, I, you know, I have meat on my bones, but it's all about being the best version, like I said, that you can be for yourself. Now, if I want to be super skinny, I know how to do that. You know, I got down to, at my smallest, 125 pounds. I was super tiny. And according wow. to the medical charts, That's what I was supposed to be. But I'm going to be honest with you. The weight that I enjoyed the most for me with muscle was like a buck 50. So according to their charts, 150 pounds is still overweight. But I had more muscle than fat. So it's like they couldn't really say anything, you know, versus being 150, 180 of a higher body fat percentage. I think that's where the dynamic comes in. The scale is just a tool. Okay, Mm -hmm. to help you. But that's why a lot of coaches say, hey, hit those weights. Yes, get your diet together. But the weight training is going to be the the, the turning point on your body composition. Because when I weighed 150, 155, that was a lot for my height. But I still looked like I was like 130. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what it's about. It's I guess what I'm saying is it's not just one thing. It's all things. It's the healthy eating first. It's how you train second. And I will have to say before all of those things, because you guys touched on it, it's the mindset. You mm-hmm. have to be ready to change. I work with a lot of people that tell me they want to change, 
but their actions show me they're not 100% ready to change. Yeah, that's me. I'll be trying though, but I'm motivated right now. I'm re-motivated because we got some big shit coming up and I want to be the best version of myself doing it. So I'm re-motivated. After I hang up with y'all, I'm not going to get that pizza. I'm going to go to the gym. Me too. I had a coupon. <laughs> I had a coupon. Just make healthier pizza, y'all. There's so many other ways to make the healthier versions of the foods that we love. Listen, with air fryers alone, the invention of that, still being able to put food in there and get a crisp to it. What do we love about fried food? It's the crisp, you know? Mm -hmm. But in order to get the crisp, you got to fry it in oil and and flour. But an air fryer now is allow you to get those crispy wings without it being breaded. It allows you to get chicken tenders crispy. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, you have to be willing, I guess what I'm saying, to discover new things. We can't get so caught in our old ways of doing things that it's going to be to our detriment. So one thing I like to challenge my clients is to open their minds and open their thinkings. Just because you ate a certain way growing up, like you said, or you were exposed to certain things, doesn't mean it's what's best for you now. Right. Right. So right. All right, tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can uh, soak up some of this good, healthy motivation and energy. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me. You can find me on my Instagram at organic underscore Chrissy. And let me say last but not least, guys, I have a comic book. I have created a comic book with um, concrete comics, black owned all the way around. I had a vision years ago to create a superhero that was focused as corny as it may sound on healthy eating and fitness. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give that image to the Black community, to our Black children, to our Black adults, to show them that you can unlock your own version of a superhero within yourself through your lifestyle. Because when I look at where I used to be, walking up and, up and down stairs, winded, can't even breathe, can't even run to the corner, to being able to run six miles, deadlift over 200 pounds, that is a superhero. I became my right. own version of a superhero. So I created Organic Chrissy, the superhero, and her story is going to be very unique. And I partnered up with Concrete Comics and they're going to allow me to tell my real life story. But of course, as a comic book creator, they're going to add the twist to it to give myself, super, you know, my enemies, my nemesis and everything like that. The story unfolds right here in Shaker. I'm a, um, um, in Charlotte, excuse me. I'm a protector of my city. I'm kind of like a female Luke Cage. So I don't have braids that come out of my eyes. I don't fly, but my lifestyle is what allows me to have superhuman strength. So you get, you get, you get strength from spinach like Popeye. I get strength from spinach. And you know, it's so funny <laughs> because Popeye was the first cartoon, if you really think about it, that equated food to strength and energy. Mm -hmm. And it was so telling back then. Pop, uh, spinach is one of the higher protein vegetables. And he was always say, eat your vegetables, grow your biceps. So yes, in that concept, the foods that I eat and how I train is what helped me to unlock my inner beast. So I have a free Kickstarter that's in the link in my bio. That's kind of just like a preview to her. But the first edition will be coming out in 2023 and it when I first saw myself drawn in the comic book sketches I cried because it's like guys that's huge 
Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, black superheroes is still an up and coming thing. It's not right. and a black woman superhero that looks like me. Can they find this on your um link page, tree? Your, your, it's your, in my okay. link tree. And when you okay. link on uh, click on the link tree, you'll see comic book. It'll take you to the concrete comics website and you'll be able to read that first kickstarter that's so dope girl that is so super dope like mm-hmm. we really appreciate you for coming on thank you. we love you so much thank you all right so i'm gonna definitely hit hit you up because i might need to jump back on your bandwagon if you got time or space for it we'll see though i ain't gonna make no problems like, i might <laughs> i got commitment <laughs> issues i might <laughs> hey the first right. workout is always free so just test me out you might like the waters the, the workout is good. It's just every week. That's the that's the hard part. But we're going we're gonna to get our lives together, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Booby. So listen, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0. Y'all follow me on Instagram. Also follow We Talk Back podcast on Instagram. And check mm-hmm. our website out. It's uh, wetalkbackent.com. Go ahead, Tam. Y'all, it's official Tam Bam. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. Remember to speak now and never hold your pizza. Nope. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.